This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Yeah, you can take a good photograph, but you have to have that connection with people. And to have that connection, you have to get to know them, to talk to them, you have to laugh with them, you have to, you know, sometimes be goofy. I'm super goofy in my sessions. And it's fun. I have a good time with it. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Today, my guest on The Portrait System is Jeremy Rill, and he is a stand-up guy and an amazing photographer. I liked Jeremy the moment I met him at our Portrait Masters shootout last year, and I couldn't wait to interview him. Jeremy started his business 15 years ago, but he really only got to a huge level of success starting in 2020. He now has an over $3,000 sales average, and much of his success is due to his Over 40 Revolution campaign, and he's currently booked through the next eight months. Jeremy started his business in his basement, but now he has a studio and has done so well even during the pandemic. All right, I'm so excited for you to hear from Jeremy, so let's start the show. Jeremy, welcome to The Portrait System. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I'm so happy to be able to um, to talk with you again. Yes, it's been a long time. It feels I know, like, but not too long. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. When was that? When were we at the Portrait Master Shootout? I don't even know what month that was. O- October? I don't either. <laughs> Last October, year, sometime, November. I think it was October. Yeah, I think it was. Oct- it's all like blending together. I know. Yeah. Just for our listeners to learn about how we met is we were at the Portrait Master shootout and there was a, a party at a bar and there was a boxing ring in the middle of the bar. <laughs> so yes, random. Was. <laughs> and we were there and Angie Witten introduced us and I was sitting on the floor inside the boxing ring and you were on the outside. And the next thing I knew, we were like talking about life. Like we got deep yes. real quick. We did. Yelling at each other, really, because the music was so loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally, totally. But I will say, like, right away, I liked you. And, and, like, anyone that I can, like, dive into and just, like, speak about just important things right away, I I don't know. I love that. I know, me too. Do you? I do. It's refreshing, because that's not something that usually happens 
A to me or B probably to everyone. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice to just kind of like skip the small talk, just get right exactly. into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited to hear more about your story because I really I know a little bit about you, but I don't know your whole business story. So I'm excited to uh, have you lay it all out for us. All right. So to start, Jeremy, tell everyone a little bit about what you do, because I know you're also an actor. Yes, I am. So yeah, I went to school for theater, actually. And for the kids out there, don't do that. It's a useless degree. You'll learn more (laughs) actually doing it. (laughs) And so I went to school. I moved from in Arkansas. I grew up in Arkansas. I went to university in Arkansas. And right after that, I moved to Chicago, where I was hoping to be an actor. And you know, I, I found a day job that worked really well for my schedule. I, I managed a, a high-end hair salon there. And, you know, I was doing the acting thing. I was doing the hair salon thing. And eventually, I somehow fell into having a camera. And I'm not sure how that happened. I think my husband bought me one for my birthday one year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is fun. I, I enjoy this. And the you know, some of the stylists at the salon were doing some sort of educational thing that they needed models for and they needed pictures of the models. I'm like, well, I can do that. I have this fun camera. And like, well, we don't have models. I'm like, well, I'm also an actor and all my actor friends love to model. So I had a few of my actor friends model for me. And I said, I'll do your headshots for you too, if you model for us. And that's kind of how I started. I did this modeling thing for a few of my friends. I did their headshots. And I actually, their headshots were way better than the modeling photos that I took. And <laughs> I just kept kind of doing that. All my, you know, all the rest of my friends like, oh, I like that headshot. Oh, can you do my headshots? I'm like, great. And then, you know, over a, you know, a few months, years, my friends started having children. And I would take pictures of their children, etc. And I was kind of doing the acting thing and doing photography on the side and, you know, doing my full-time job of, of the salon. And that's just kind of how I started doing photography. And, and it's kind of the rest is history, really, right? And <laughs> we can nice. discuss that more in a second. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, back then, and I know you had the other full-time jobs, so maybe pricing wasn't necessarily your priority, but were you charging back then? I was. Not a lot. But no, I... I, I can't even tell you how much I was charging back then. That was like 15 years ago. So, I mean, I think I probably have a set fee and I would shoot for however long that took. And you would get, I think, probably a disc of all the images for mm-hmm. a set fee. And it was probably 150 to $300 per maybe. Yeah. All right. So when you were doing this, were you, did you have a studio at the time? Were you doing it on location? And I ask this just because I think sometimes it can be kind of paralyzing to people if they don't have a studio and they're not exactly sure, you know, how to start this. So, so where did you do the headshots? You do not need a studio to start out with. Gosh, no. (laughs) To be completely honest with these headshots that I did, I would, (laughs) my salon that I worked at was in, uh, we called it the art district of Chicago, one of the art districts of Chicago. And I would just find cool alleys to shoot in or like um, a loading dock I've shot in mm, before. I love You just kind of walk around and find those places, right? And eventually, after I you know got tired of those places, the salon that I worked at was closed on Mondays. So I would go in on Mondays and I bought this really cheap pair of lights with like those screw-in LED bulbs, I think they were. 
and just use those. And, you know, you just kind of find what works for you and make it work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was going to say way to make it work because it's, you know, if you think too much about it or if you think like, oh, I have to have a studio or everything has to be perfect, you'll just never do it. Exactly. So like you said, I mean, loading docs, you can really do photo shoots anywhere if you just look for the good light. I still do that. I mean, I, I have a studio now, but I mean, some of my clients would like you know, shots outside. And so we just kind of explore. And I found some really great alleys again with some like creepy places that, you know, you probably shouldn't <laughs> be in, but <laughs> you just kind of check them out and make sure the light's right and make it work. It's awesome. Oh, definitely. I do the same because, you know, while most of my personal branding stuff is in studio, I used to always do on location. I used to always do outdoors. And and it's something I still love to do today. I actually just posted on my Instagram today. It was... um one of my favorite girls that I photographed whenever I can is Odessa and she wanted some outdoor. And I was like looking around outside my studio, like, huh, well, we're in like super industrial area. Mm-hmm. And on the back wall is, behind the studio is like, it was a train track that is no longer in use. It just leads to a dead end. It's just not even possible for trains to get out of it anymore. And then there's just big graffiti walls mixed with greenery and it can be kind of an eyesore but I ended up doing her photos out there it was so cool like I loved how it worked exactly Uh, my studio is the same I have I I am now again in the art district of Denver and all around me is really cool graffiti so like seniors love it back there and I'm like great let's please can we do that (laughs) I I don't get to go back there a lot anymore so I, I love it when they want to go outside I'm like let's go Yeah. And again, it's about finding that good light. Like I remember Mm -hmm. for this particular shoot I'm talking about, it was full sun. And I think, I think sometimes that can scare people a little bit, but if you Mm -hmm. position them in the right way and like expose properly, God, it it can just be some of the most beautiful kind of backlit photos. It's really beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Well, tell people a little bit about what your business currently looks like as far as photography. Sure. So like I said, when I first started out, I was just a headshot guy. And I did that for a good long time. I found Peter Hurley and I kind of did his thing for a good long time too. Mm -hmm. You know, we moved to Colorado in 2013 and I worked out of my basement while I was still doing salon management. Hated that, by the way. Don't do that if you're out there. Um, (laughs) Working in the basement or salon management? Salon management. (laughs) Okay. Um, So yeah, uh, let's see. I think it's been about six years now, seven years actually, uh, since my husband sat me down one day and he's like, you hate your job. It's affecting our relationship. You should quit your day job and go photography full time. Go Jeff. Yes. Right? (laughs) That's a good husband (laughs) right there. And I'm like, oh my God, what? Uh, uh, It was frightening, right? That's super scary to even think about. And I was like, okay, well, great. And so I did. And we kind of set up, we were living in a townhouse at the time we were, that we rented. And there was an unfinished basement, like a full unfinished basement. It was huge. And we took half that basement and kind of, you know, made it as nice as we could. And I just started, you know, taking um, headshots. Again, I was still just a headshot guy, taking headshots down there. And it was pretty good for a while. I was still doing kind of like, you know, package pricing, but at least I wasn't giving the whole CD away this time. I was doing an hour shoot for, I think, $300 and they got three images, something like that. So still not anything that I could, you know, make money on, (laughs) really. Right, Um, Thank goodness that my husband has, you know, a good job and he's like uh, the breadwinner at the point, at that point anyway. But I was doing that 
And we moved to a house we bought into a much smaller basement, but this time it's a finished basement, which I'm actually in right now. It's now my office, my home office. And slash gym. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was shooting down in this basement. It went, it's way smaller, but again, I was just doing that headshot thing. And I think I raised my prices a little bit, but still I wasn't, you know, completely booked all the time. I felt kind of like I wasn't really into it. I'm like, well, you know, if it if I get work, I get work. Right. I wasn't really like searching for it. And then the pandemic happens. Mm. And I think it was probably January, February. And, you know, I had no work. I had, you know, the, the clients that I had had canceled. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Do I need to drive for Uber? <laughs> I signed up for all these <laughs> things like Uber and, and Instacart and all that. And then I found Sue Bryce again. I had found her, you know, a few years prior. And again, it was that scary thing to do at that point. And you're like, I can't, I can't pose women. I don't know how to pose women. I don't, I don't pose people. I just take their headshots from Mm -hmm. my chest up. That's all I do. I couldn't possibly do this. And so I kind of let her fall off the wayside. But when the pandemic happened, you know, I had time. (laughs) So I sat down and I rewatched and I, you know, kind of learned a few poses. And I had some friends that were models, obviously, because I'm, you know, actor still. And you know, I did a few of them with, you know, the, the new posing that I figured out and kind of put things together and redid my website and started an over 40 campaign. And I think I started that campaign in April of 2020. And it was so successful that by September of 2020, I opened my studio in the Santa Fe Arts District. Wow. That happened fast. It was really fast. I mean, granted, it sounds like you had the foundations, like you knew how to take photos, at least light them and headshots and that sort of thing. Yes. So you learned posing. Mm -hmm. How crucial do you think that was to your success? To be completely honest, I think it was pretty crucial for me anyway, just because I had never done that before. And it was a completely different thing than the headshots that I'd done before. And having that in my back pocket, you know, honestly, to be honest, <laughs> I even still kind of do. I have my iPad. I have the posing guide on my iPad. <laughs> and I would awesome. just, I would literally look at the iPad. I would pose them. I would shoot. I would look at the next picture. I would pose them. I would shoot. No one ever said anything about it. I would always tell them, I made this this guide for myself because I forget all my poses. So if I'm looking at this, don't be, you know, worried about it. Like, oh, no, it's fine. I think that's amazing. I mean, great. <laughs> and I, I still sometimes look at it. So I, I think, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people in the in the group say like, oh, I, I just can't. My clients are going to, you know, think I'm, you know, don't know what I'm doing if I'm looking at these poses. I'm like, no, no, it's fine. They they don't care. Oh, I'm so happy you brought this up because what you said, that's so, it's so true. They don't care. All they care about is how yep. they look in the end. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and they don't, ha- they don't have to know. I mean, that could just be like your, my design notes for you or, exactly. you know, like. Yep. And yeah. even if I'm doing a, a family photo session or uh, seniors or whatever, I love Pinterest. I'll go on Pinterest and I'll put a, a Pinterest board together for that specific client. And I'm like, I made this Pinterest board for you of poses that I think will be fantastic. And they love that. They think that's amazing. And, you know, if I'm looking through that and I show them what I what I picked out, they're like, oh, I love this one or, oh, I love that one. Let's just do that. And, you know, I, they don't care. They want to look like that. So, I mean, they, they think that that's pretty amazing. And mm-hmm. I do too. <laughs> yeah, I think it really, it, and, and granted, there's a time and a place for just candid and um, 
Oh, of course. You know, it's it's not it doesn't always have to be posed. But a no. lot of people need to be told what the what to do. They want to be told what to do. Oh my gosh. I start out every session and I say, I'm gonna pose you right down to your fingertips. Don't worry about anything. Just sit there and like laugh at my jokes, please. And <laughs> that really gets to like, oh thank God, because I'd have no idea what to do in front of the camera. I'm like, you don't have to. That's not your job, that's my job. Right. So that really puts them at ease when you tell them that. And, you know, because nobody knows how to pose in front of the camera. Nobody. None of, none of our clients do. Maybe a handful know how to do that. And sometimes when they do, I'm like, please stop doing that. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. And, and that's something that you, I, I'm wondering if you intertwine that into your marketing. Because if you can make people understand or make them feel at ease letting them know before they even book you. Like if they're looking for a photographer and they come across your website or your Instagram or whatever, and you're saying, hey, I pose you, you don't have to know how. It's like, oh, sweet, you know, because it's scary for people. It's super scary. And, you know, no one likes to get their picture taken, nobody. And if you do, you're weird. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But... That's just a little strange, right? If you really love your chicken. No, but uh, you know, no one likes it. And they mm-hmm. really want it to be a, a fun experience, right? And no one realizes that being photographed can be a fun experience. Like most of my clients before they come in are like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. I really hate this. I don't enjoy this at all. And then when they leave, they're always like, oh my God, that was actually a really good time. Because we have a good time in my sessions, right? Mm-hmm. We laugh a lot. I joke a lot. You know, I kind of, tell everybody like, yeah, you can take a good photograph, but you have to have that connection with people. And to have that connection, you have to get to know them, to talk to them. You have to laugh with them. You have to, you know, sometimes be goofy. I'm super goofy in my sessions. I make funny noises. I make funny laughs. People always laugh at that sometimes. And it's fun. I have a good time with it. And, you know, I think that makes my job more fun as well. If I'm enjoying it, And I believe firmly that you will get more referrals because of that. And it doesn't necessarily, you don't, not everyone has to be goofy. I'm, I'm goofy too. I'm, you know, but any sort of connection you can make with your client is what is going to make them refer you. Oh my gosh. My, my clients love me. Yes. My Mm -hmm. clients love me. And I, (laughs) it's just because I'm being myself and I have a good time and, you know, I get to know them and we chat and we talk and, you know, when they leave, most of my clients want to be best friends with me. And I'm like, great. <laughs> I love it. Then tell your friends about me too. And they do. Oh, that's so great. So when your clients come into you, how does it work? Like, do you have a session fee? Do you do a consultation first? What does that all look like? So I'm a little different, I think, than most at the moment. So the over 40 project that I started back in April of 2020, I'm still doing because it became a much bigger thing than I ever thought it would be. I I had a post on Facebook when I started it. It sold out in 48 hours. I'm like, oh, well, that's um, a a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. So I just kept it going. I changed the name instead of 40 over 40. I now call it the over 40 revolution. And I have been sold out with that for two plus years now. I am actually, I'm still sold out. Uh, I think I'm book solid through... November right now with just oh that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's incredible. I have one Facebook ad running, which is the same wording that I had on that very first Facebook post to my friends. And it's been shared so many times, so many comments on it. I just get bookings from it all the time, every day, just because I think, you know, I, you know, we've, we all know this, we, we've talked to these women and, and, you know, after a certain 
you know, age, women in our society tend to disappear, which is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I've had people tell me this has changed their lives. And I'm like, that's amazing. I love this. So my over 40 project, my over 40 revolution, I don't charge a session fee for. I didn't want that barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. So we, we chat about it. They know that, that if they would like to purchase more images, they are more than welcome to. I think I can count on one hand how many people have not out of hundreds of women that I photograph now. And so there's no session fee for that. They come in, we do the session, they come back about a week later, and they are shown about 75 to 125 images, unretouched images. And I think my average sale for my project is about $3,000. That is fantastic. So that's the the brunt of my business at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, I believe it. Now, you said that you're sold out until November. I am. I am. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Jeremy, when you say you are fully booked, how many shoots are you doing per week? Well, I would like to do four a week. I take clients Tuesday through Friday. I like to take one over 40 client a day. And then I have time for headshot sessions or a senior session or a family session as well on those days. It really kind of depends on the week. I've actually gone on quite a few vacations lately. So I like to book myself up around those vacations so I don't lose out on anything. So sometimes I'll take two women a day of my over 40. But I like to stay around four because otherwise I get too overwhelmed with work. Yeah, that that's a lot. Four per week. It is a lot. Even four a week is a lot. I've I've been looking at a lot of the group members saying like, oh, I, I like to take, you know, four a month. I'm like, wow, okay, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, my sweet spot was always two per week. Yeah. Once I started getting into three per week, I started freaking out. Like, how do you manage that with the editing and just the culling and the c- client communication, all of that? So I don't edit my photos anymore. I have outsourced that to someone who's amazing. And Colleen, actually, I'm really, really quick with Colleen. It takes me about half an hour to call a session down to like the final, final ones that I'll show the client. And I like to kind of split up my my week a little bit if I can. I'll take consultations on a certain day at a certain time. I'll take uh, studio tours at a certain day, a certain time. Email communications, I would like to take on a certain day and time, but uh, email I am very kind of adamant about. So when it comes in, I like to answer it right away just because if it's a lead, I want to make sure that they, they hear from me first. But I, I just try to you know departmentalize my week as much as possible. And that kind of makes it a lot easier. Um, I've used Trello in the past to like kind of make my workflow uh, a little easier. I'm not the best with that. So I need to either hire someone to help me figure out processes or, you know, sit down and uh, figure out processes of my own. But at the moment, it's working pretty well for me. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You sound a little bit more organized, at least with your your time structure. More organized than I am, I should say. I try to be. It it doesn't ever work that way. So, (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Now, Jeremy, you had mentioned something about your Facebook ads. Would you be willing to share with people even just kind of what the gist of what those ads say? Because it seems to be working really well. All right. So my ad is uh, for Facebook. Is It just has a, a great picture that I got from 
uh, Creative Market, which I love. Gosh, I need to go back to Creative Market. I've been in there in a while. Isn't it great? I love it so much, right? I love it. It just says the Over 40 Revolution, a portrait session and exhibition celebrating the strength and beauty of women over 40. That's the picture. And, you know, it just says, I'm looking for women over 40 to enjoy a one of a kind photo shoot experience celebrating your life and your story. I tell them there's going to be a gallery exhibit sometime in the future. Um, and, you know, I say women over 40 are too experienced not to be heard, too beautiful not to be celebrated. I'm pretty sure everyone has the same wording. <laughs> uh, together, we can change the way the world defines aging. For more information, go to my website. I have a landing page specifically for this project, and it kind of details everything that happens. I even mention a little bit of my pricing in there. If you know, if you would like to purchase more, my images start at this price, collection start at this price. Just so they have an idea that yes, if they want to buy more, they can. Just to know that you know it, it's not technically a free thing. I know I've seen so many people on the group say that oh gosh, people get mad because they think it's a model call and I should be paying them. I never say the word model anywhere in here, and you know. It's pretty cut and dry, the things that I say. I have it just, the targeting that I have is just women over 40 living in Denver, actually living 50 miles around Denver. And originally I had put people who match uh, income about, I think I did 10 to 20, the top 10 to 25% of zip codes. Um, I took that down for a while and I did notice a change in my sales. So I have now reinstated that. And my sales have gone back up. So if, if that's interesting to you to just change that, that is possible to change. That's only shown to the top 10 to 25% of incomes in my zip code. How good are you at Facebook ads? I am not good at all. <laughs> okay, but you worked this out somehow. <laughs> I did. I don't know what I did. I have done Facebook ads in the past and didn't really see much return on my investment with them. This specific ad, honestly, again, I think it, it has, you know, touched something in people. Because again, when I talk to people, they're like, it, it just looked interesting. It, it, it's so great that you're focusing on this demographic. And, you know, I've been told all my life that I'm ugly or fat by everybody. And I want to see myself how you see me or how other people see me. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it is. And, you know, I, I just think just this project touches people in a way that my other maybe projects or ads did not. Yeah. And you know, if you find something that works and you're enjoying it and loving it, like keep going with it. You don't even have, you know, why change it? But I do love how you paid attention to changing, you know, the zip code demographic or whatever, how that helped. That's, that's pretty cool to notice that. Yes. I definitely noticed a, a decline in sales when I did that. So you know, I just put it back on and everything's just fine again. <laughs> wow. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your packages. I know you said that you, they come in not paying for anything. And so you're paying out of pocket for hair and makeup. And I think you said one photo and then tell us about the packages. So I actually don't include hair and makeup either. If they would like to have hair and makeup, they are more than welcome to pay for my hair and makeup artist. And I would say probably probably a good 50% of my clients don't have my hair and makeup artist. And I think I've, I really haven't noticed a change in sales even from that. Um, a lot of my clients are like, you know, I don't wear makeup normally, or I, you know, I, I don't trust someone else to do it for me. I'm like, that's fine. 
I totally understand that. But when we have our consultation, we discuss, I'm like, you do need to do your makeup more than you normally would because my lights will wash you out, et cetera. Just make sure you tell your clients, you know, you're, you're educating your clients on, you know, how to look their best in their images if they don't opt for hair and makeup. And, you know, I think that's another barrier to entry for some people would be hair and makeup. If you just include it, some people are going to be like, you know what? I don't normally do my makeup, so I'm not going to do this because I don't want someone to do that for me. Yeah. Now, there are people out there who won't do some sort of campaign like this because they are worried about losing the money out of pocket for hair and makeup. So if you're one of those people, listen to Jeremy because you don't have to offer the hair and makeup. You don't have to come in into this with you know, money out of your pocket. It's just your time at that point, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's not to say that time isn't money because it is. You know, time is extremely important. But I, you know, it seems like the more and more people I interview who have either given out gift vouchers or done a campaign, just like I gave out gift vouchers for the first year that I did portraits, it is very rare for someone not to buy. And it's like you have to get into that mindset. If you're, if you provide great service, if you create beautiful images, if you give a great experiences, experience, they're going to buy. It sounds like you have found that. Oh, yes. And to be completely honest, you know, art is subjective. You know, I, <laughs> I'll sometimes leave photos in that I'm like, ah, this is an okay photo. I don't love this photo. And my client will absolutely love their photo, that photo, right? The ones that like, we're like, <laughs> meh about your clients are like, oh my God, this is the most amazing photo. I'm like, really? <laughs> and then the ones you love, they're like, meh. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't understand, but whatever. If you love that, that's great. So that's why I show so many. When I first started out this project in my basement, <laughs> I would call all my images down to 30 images. I would edit all 30 of those images and I would show those edited 30 images. And, you know, sometimes my clients didn't like a lot of them because maybe they don't like the ones that I like, right? So that's why I eventually, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to edit these photos. Uh, maybe I'll edit three or four just to show them what the edited ones look like when they're done. But I show like 75 to 125 just for that reason because maybe they'll like this one when I actually like this one. And nine times out of 10, they will like the ones that I'm kind of mad about. Okay. Now, two questions about that. Question number one is, do you still shoot out of your basement or do you have a studio? And number two is, where do they come to see their photos? I now have a studio in the Santa Fe Arts District of Denver. So much, much bigger than my basement was. And yes, my clients do come back about a week later. I have a 75-inch TV up on the wall and we just sit on the couch, go through their images, and they choose the ones they like. Awesome. All right. I like that because that's a huge that's a huge TV, which is, you know, kind of cool for people to see their images that large. It's kind of funny though. The couch is set way back from the TV as it should be cuz hopefully your images will well yes, I do hope your images will be that big. But um, <laughs> a lot of my clients will stand up and get real close to the TV I'm like don't do that. <laughs> Stop getting that close. <laughs> that's They're funny. Like, Can you get rid of this wrinkle right here? I'm like, "Oh my god." You're like, stand back from the television. Exactly. Okay, so tell me then about your your packages. What do those look like? So it's uh, fairly similar to pretty much what everyone else is probably doing. I have a folio collection. I use Graphy for their folio. I have three collections in there. Uh, six prints for 1,200, 10 prints for 1,900, 20 prints for 3,500. With that 20 print collection, they get a complimentary 16 by 20 Mega Matte from Graphy as well. That's really my only collections. Everything else is kind of a la carte. 
I sell wall portraits that can either be matted or in canvas. I sell one album and I sell the gallery series, uh, which is the nine up from Graphy. That's all. I keep it really simple. You know, if you overwhelm your clients with too many options, they won't buy. All right. Tell people what a nine up is just in case they don't know. Yeah, so it's the, from Graphy, uh, it's gorgeous. It's the very first kind of thing that I got in a sample for my studio in my basement. It's just a big mat. I do the six by eights, and I think it's like 32 by 36, I believe, uh, with uh, nine six by eights. Uh, and my clients love that. That's one of my best sellers. Awesome. All right. I don't hear people talk about the nine up a lot, but I feel like it's such a powerful way to sell wall art. It really is because, you know, um, especially for this project, a lot of women don't want this large, you know, you know, canvas portrait of themselves. Uh, I mean, I would, but (laughs) when they see the nine up, they're like, oh, I could see that in like, you know, my boudoir or like my closet, right? Or my bathroom or my bedroom or whatever, right? Because they're not overwhelmed. It's not an overwhelmingly large size, like one image, but it's nine of like their favorite images from their session. And each one is six by eight and I have it framed for them. Um, I just buy an inexpensive frame from Amazon and I include that in the price and they love it. Yeah, this is this is awesome. Yeah, I, I feel like we needed to start talking more about the nine up because like you said, you know, some people for sure would want like a 30 by 40 or something of themselves, but I think most people probably wouldn't. So this is such a great way to kind of like ease into it. Like it's okay to have yourself on the wall and you don't need to be huge, but look, here's nine little ones of you <laughs> to like bridge that gap. Exactly. You need to celebrate yourself, right? I mean, these women are coming in to see me because maybe they've not had a picture of themselves in years or, you know, like a few of my clients have said, like, you know, they they don't have pictures taken because they have been told that they're not attractive their whole life or they're too fat or something, right? But then they see these images and they're like, no, I'm, I'm awesome. And I'm like, yes, you are. You need to see yourself every day when you're having those days where you're like, oh, I'm not feeling myself. And then you see those pictures on the wall and you're like, no, I'm awesome. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Now, when so let's say they say, okay, I want the $3,500 package and they order everything. How do you package those up, like physically package them up? And, and also, does this come with digitals? And if so, how do you deliver the digitals? So the uh, image collections are in a folio. Uh, so like the leather folio from Graphy. Um, I have my uh, studio logo on the front in like silver leaf. And that's the six, 10 or 20 in that. And it's, it's just kind of like that. I have bags that I had printed up with my logo on them with tissue and that's put in there. And wall portraits, I don't really package up because my clients always come back to my studio to pick up their images. And if they have ordered a wall portrait or a, a nine up, I will um, hang the uh, wall portrait or nine up on my studio wall. So my studio used to be an art gallery. Uh, I'm in the gallery district of Denver. The Santa Fe Arts District is a gallery district. So it used to be an art gallery. So I have like the art gallery lighting still. And so when they come in, they see their images up on the gallery wall that they have purchased. So like their wall portraits or their nine up will be um, like it's in a gallery and they, they love to see that. Um, and they just kind of take it off the wall like that and take it home. Oh, I love that. Like, that sounds just really, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of high end. Um, gosh, what's the word? What's the word that describes high end? Not bougie. <laughs> I'm trying luxury, to luxury. Luxury. Thank you, Jeremy. I was like, what is that word? Yeah, it sounds very luxurious to just come in and see it up on the wall. It's really, really great. I cover it with a, a cloth too. So there's like a reveal. Um, you'll see that if you go to my website, my marketing video that I just had made. Um, my client has their uh, canvas portrait revealed. I have a cloth on it and I drop the cloth. And that's, I do that all the time. And they, they think that's just amazing. Yeah, that's great. It just adds another level of like luxury to your service. Very cool. All right. So then do you include digitals? I do include digitals. At this point, I have given um, full resolution images, especially, you know, if they're buying 6, 10 or 20 in this folio collection, I'm like, sure, you can do whatever you want with those. And most people are like, well, but gosh, you're just like losing out on your on your wall portrait sales. I'm like, you know what? I have made what I need to make on these and like if they if they want to you know get cheap (laughs) wall portraits they're more than welcome to most of the clients that i have are not the kind of clients that would do that anyway um i've had many people come back to me and order uh, their wall portraits from me because they want that quality they see the the canvases that i have in my studio and that's what they fall in love with they're not gonna order something from shutterfly or something after they see those yeah yeah I love my clients to have the digital copies as well because that's so much of how I get my referrals in business because they post them on social media and they tag me and people are like, whoa, like those are amazing. And I get so many, you know, inquiries that way because of those digitals. All the time. Yes. Okay. So moving forward, let's talk a little bit about marketing. Now, I know you have your Facebook ad. Is there anything else that really helps to get like your calendar to be fully booked the way it is? To be honest, this Facebook ad, like I said, has completely booked me through November. But I've, I've recently, you know, and sometimes, sometimes I'll have cancellations. Um, I have a huge wait list for this project. So that always fills those, those um, cancellations well. But I have found now that I have, having photographed, you know, 200 plus women for this project, that is now my marketing group, really. So they're all on my email list. And I send out an email, I try to anyway, uh, at least once a month, just kind of with studio happenings, what's going on. I just had a headshot mini marathon on Friday. And that was in an email that I had sent out like a week before. And that sold out instantly after I sent that email out. So those are my cheerleaders, right? Those clients that I've photographed now for this project. And, you know, all of them have friends, all of them have seniors, all of them, you know, need family photos. So those are the people that I market to now. Yeah. Email list. Oh, so, so good. So good that you brought that up. Because that really is such an incredible way to market. If you can get people on your list, uh, means everything. I've, I've been working really hard on my email list late, lately as well. And it's it's definitely proving to work. That's for sure. Exactly. And they love you already, right? Like I, like I said, my clients want to be my friend and you know, they will tell their friends about the great experience that they had, right? If they, if I send them this email saying it's time for senior portraits, you know, who's ready for senior portraits, et cetera. They're like, well, I don't have a senior, but you know, so-and-so down the street does. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to send her this email. And it all the time I get, I get inquiries from that all the time. Yeah, that's great. Do you find yourself to be really active on social media or is it, you know, not something you focus a whole lot on? 
I don't focus a whole lot on it. I, you know, I would love to be that guy that like uses Instagram all the time. Is that what the kids use nowadays? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, TikTok, who knows? I don't know what's going on with that. No, I do not really use it at all. I'm kind of a bad guy and I use my per- personal Facebook uh, page for like reveals. I do sometimes I'll do a sneak peek if I, of a client that I really enjoyed. And, you know, that'll get some engagement, but it, it doesn't really get a lot of engagement for me. So I've not really spent a lot of time on it. Eventually, you know, down the line when I'm done with this project and, you know, I need to fill my books with something else, I will probably f- maybe have someone help me with that. Yeah. Is there anyone out there that can help me? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because sometimes when I interview people here on the podcast, it's like social media is everything to me. Like Martha Felix, who I recently interviewed, she relies basically solely on her Instagram and Facebook, mostly Instagram. And then you're like, eh, I could take it or leave it at this point. It's like, there's so many different ways to do this and it's just figuring out what works for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I, like social media has helped get me to where I'm at today with, you know, all my clients and just everything. It's like, oh, such a love hate. There's a lot of pressure to be out there and posting And so, yeah, so it's kind of refreshing to hear you say like, you know what? I don't even spend a whole lot of time. Exactly. Well, I mean, I do, but it's mostly like scrolling and that's my problem. I get really easily distracted. (laughs) So if I'm trying to post something and then I'm like, oh, and then I just get stuck scrolling and I'm like an hour later, I'm still doing it. I'm like, okay, we need to stop doing this. And it's also about like, you know, when you post something, maybe on Instagram or whatever, us as creatives, we're like, why is no one liking this? You know, I've only gotten five likes. Uh, oh, oh, no, no one likes this. I, I have to take it down. We need that validation from people. And I think, you know, I've come to the point now in my career, in my life, where I'm like, I don't need that validation. It's, I'm not competing with anyone. I'm, you know, I'm just competing with the older version of me, right? And I don't need that as much validation anymore because I like what I do. And my clients love what I do, right? So I, I think that's important to understand. Jeremy, you are speaking my language. I don't know if it's just like getting older. I just don't care as much anymore. Like it, like you said, if my clients like it and if I like it, awesome. I don't know. That's great. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, thank you for sharing everything with me. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I do have a couple more questions for you, though, that I ask at the end of each episode, if that's okay. Of course. All right. Awesome. Number one is, what is something you cannot live without when you're doing a photo shoot? It's kind of funny. I, my spider holster. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've kind of found myself uh, when I don't have it. I have two, I, I have two different bodies, camera bodies, and one has the spider holster clip on the bottom and one doesn't. And so when I'm using the other one, I find myself going to put it back in the holster and it's not there. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this camera right now. And so no, that's that's kind of the most important thing to me at the moment is this spider holster, which is kind of funny, but no, it really is. That is 100% one of my can't live without. I'm naked without it. I'm like always like, Ugh, where, uh, like, where's my camera? What's happening? Like <laughs> exactly. the very few times that I've forgotten it, it's, it's a disaster. Yeah. All right. Number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? At the moment, I am, uh, so like I said, I've, I'm also an actor, so I kind of act on the side for fun and, you know, having my own business, I can, you know, clear up my schedule however I want to. And I'm actually in a show at the moment. Uh, we opened on Friday and that is what I kind of do in my spare time right now. How exciting. What's the show called? 
It's called 1776. It's about the signing of the Declaration of Independence. It's a musical. It's kind of a weird premise for a musical, but it works. Is that your your profile photo on your personal Facebook right now? Is that why where, where that photo came from? Uh, yes, I believe so. Oh, nice. Very cool. All right. Number three is, what is your favorite inspirational quote? There's so many, but I think at this point in my life, uh, there's this quote by Winston Churchill that I like a lot. Uh, it's, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Mm, yep. Isn't that the truth? Right? Like you're, you're, you are never, you know, 100% successful. You're always learning. So keep learning and keep growing. And, you know, if you fail here and there, that's just a learning opportunity. Just keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Number four is what would you tell people who are just starting out? The most important thing for me is, you know, yes, pretty much everyone can take a photograph. It's really the connection that you have with your client that makes that photograph art. And, you know, whether it's being goofy like me, whether it's just having a chat with them, you know, put your camera down and talk to them and bring out their personality, make, you know, make their guard come down and, you know, and then photograph that person that way. It's just that connection is, is, is what makes the most beautiful images. And I think that's the most important thing that we can do. Yeah, I really love that. It, it, it truly is so important because like we were talking about before, that is how you're going to get referrals. That's how, that's what makes people really want to talk about you is, is that experience. They don't remember, you know, where they fo- you were photographing them or, you know, even necessarily what you were saying to them, but it's how they feel about you and how you made them feel about themselves that really, really makes a difference. That is exactly right. Most of my clients, like I said, when they leave my studio, they have had the best time. They have, I think one of my clients said, I, I usually say like, stick your chin out and, and, you know, put your chin up. And she, that stuck with her. She's like, I, I left your studio and I had my chin up the rest of the week. And I'm like, that's powerful. Like mm-hmm. what we do is powerful, you guys. It's super important. It's not just taking photos. It's, you know, giving these clients this experience and, you know, showing them in a way that they've not seen themselves. Show them in a way that you see them and the way that everyone else sees them and you will have a client for life. Yeah, that gives me the goosebumps. It really does. Because I can, I can think back about, you know, just right away, I can see like a slideshow of the different clients that I've had that I know their shoot with me affected them big time in a positive way. They're just the certain clients that you know you made such an impact with. And it's it's such a great feeling. It really is. And like I say, it's I kind of joke about it. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, if they don't buy anything from their session, you know, I'm okay with it, right? Because I I changed their life. Right. There's there there have been a handful of clients, like I said, that that maybe didn't buy anything from their session, but they were so transformed by it. And and, you know, feeling that and seeing that kind of made it worth it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that positive attitude. Yeah, that's great. Sweet. And then where can people find you online if they're looking for you? Well, my website is www.jeremyrillphotography.com. And I'm on Facebook and I am on Instagram. I think my Instagram is Jeremy Real Portrait at the moment. I like to change it around every now and then. And 
That's it, actually. Awesome. I don't do social media that much. <laughs> it is Jeremy Real Portrait because I follow you. Ah, and that, yep, that's what it is. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again, Jeremy. I always um, love chatting with you, and hopefully, I will see you. Are you? Do you think you're going to come to the Portrait Masters Conference this year? Oh yes, definitely. I just need to know when it is. Are you guys going to yeah, tell soon. us when that is? We're going to be announcing soon, very soon. Oh, can't cannot wait. wait. Can't wait. I know it's one of my favorite times of the year. So. Yay, I'm glad to hear you're going. That's fabulous. All right. Well, thank you again. And I will see you online soon and hopefully in person soon too. Yes, ma'am. You can't get rid of me. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.